Welcome to another episode of the Corporate Quitters Podcast. Listen guys, almost anyone can build you a website, but not everyone can transform your clicks to profits. That's why we're talking to Charlene Brown today. We're going to talk about life as an entrepreneur and as well as making your website really work for you and a whole lot more. Tune in, let's have some fun. All right, guys, welcome to episode number 22 of the Corporate Quitters Podcast. My guest today, Charlene Brown. You know what? Before we talk to Charlene, let me tell y'all something. I got this long intro, right? It's 60 seconds. Let me tell you why I have this long intro. Charlene was like this. She was making sure she had everything together. She was getting everything right. And so now, I saw you. So now, she, she is ready. <laughs> I'm jamming in. I'm like, oh, okay. Look, now you telling my secrets. I'm sitting here when the music is on. I'm like, yep, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. We got Charlene here with us today. Charlene, tell the people who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, I am Charlene Vanessa Brown because there's a ton of Charlene Browns out there. <laughs> And there's still a ton of Charlene Vanessa Browns out there. So if anything, if I could hide, I can't. <laughs> but I'm Charlene Vanessa Brown, and I am a website architect, brand strategist. And I've been working in this field of development and design for websites for over 20 years. Uh, it's going to be 22 next year. I can't believe it. Um, and yeah, she, 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 ain't, she ain't even 22 years old. Look at it. Look, oh, stop it. <laughs> And I've been dealing with WordPress since 2004, and they launched the platform in 2003. So me and WordPress, we've been hanging tight for years. Um, and I, I just realized that I love so much not just building websites, but I just love seeing them come from idea to life. And then, of course, watching the progression of them. It's just been an honor to see how websites have really turned um, into the new life that it is now. Right, right. All right. So look, you threw some big words out there at me. Website architect. Where in the yeah. world did that come from? That came from, of course, a great um, friend and person, Shanae Murray. She um, listened to me explain what I did. And she was like, you know what? You're more of a website architect. And I was like, hmm. So I checked it out really quickly. And it's a term that showed up um, fairly recently. And I saw it and I was like, yeah, I am doing that. And what that is, is that I really sit down and I talk to the person who needs the website. We go through the strategies or what the desires are. And then we try to figure out what's the best technology that can actually help them accomplish their goals. Because at the end of the day, websites are your tools. They're the tools for the business to allow you to accomplish the business goal that you need. Financial, be it something that you want to get the word out. You want to get your online presence. You want to establish yourself as an authority. Because I remember when I started, that was the main thing. They wanted you to establish yourself as an authority. 
And your the best way for them was through the website. Because at that point, Instagram wasn't around, Facebook wasn't around. So you needed some place to establish yourself. And they it was always the website. So I think even now, even though we have all these other social platforms, your best bet is still establishing yourself through your website, through the knowledge and the education that you could be giving people rather than relying on platforms that technically you're playing in someone else's sandbox, right? So if they decide to pack up and leave, you're left out there by yourself with your toys. <laughs> so- nah, uh, No, no, Charlene, Vanessa Brown. <laughs> I can just go to Wix and get my website. What are you That's talking you about? Think. Well, I actually saw a website shared with me yesterday and it was gorgeous. And then I said, hmm, I'm wondering where is this code? And it was on Wix. And I was like, I have a feeling my heart's going to get broken. And sure enough, it was because it wasn't optimized for the um, mobile. So as soon as I went and I tried to put it on a responsive layout it was not doing it it did not move it stayed the the web design the desktop layout so what that means is that it's not detecting that my device has changed that now i'm on a phone or i'm on a i'm on a um from a laptop a laptop to a larger desktop or that i'm on a a, a, a tablet it's not detecting this by itself because the code in the background doesn't tell it, hey, we noticed something, let's switch to this one instead. So that's that's really what responsive is. Rather than building out a whole new website for mobile only, you want something that the code all builds out so it can detect the different spectrum of what you're looking from. See now, my friends, this is why you need a website architect. Right? <laughs> You can't just build a website. I mean, not everybody can do that. That's why you need somebody like Charlene Brown. You know what? All right, all right. Now, see, you know I got to be silly. When you uh -oh. said Charlene Vanessa Brown, all I thought about was the right stuff. Remember <laughs> Vanessa Williams? <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, the right stuff. All right, so look, my friend Bonita Lee is here, and she says, website architect, I like that. Bonita, yes. I know you need a website, so you probably need to call Charlene, and Beth is here. <laughs> Good morning, Beth. Hi, How are you this morning? And Teresa is here saying, here and half awake. Well, you, <laughs> now, Charlene, you should be up. You you on uh, East Coast time. Where you calling in from, Charlene? I, I'm calling in from Brooklyn, New York. And I tell Brooklyn. people all the time, I'm up at 5.30, sometimes 4.30. But I sometimes I don't go to bed till 2.30, but my eyes are still open. <laughs> I don't know why, but they are. Um, and it's not always that I'm not a, a morning person. It's just how much activity do you need from me today? <laughs> right. <At this> time. <laughs> I'm awake, but how much activity? How much do how much do you need me to be alert? <laughs> all right, all right. So look, let me let me just let me just ask you something though. So you yeah. sitting here in Brooklyn, but I don't hear a Brooklyn accent. So where, where are you from? Born and raised in Miami to Caribbean parents. <laughs> So yeah, I have I'm a mixed mutt in the Caribbean. My mom is from um, Guadeloupe, born in Guadeloupe. Her entire family is um, from Dominica, not the not the Dominican Republic, not but Dominica. Um, and then that's googling the it right now. Yes, that's the French island. <laughs> right. And yep. um, my dad is from St. Kitts. My stepdad is from Antigua, and I have family in Tortola, and I have family in St. Thomas. Wait, wait, say that again, because some people say Antigua. Say it again now. 
Antigua. Antigua. That's right. Antigua. That's, that's how right, my so dad says it. <laughs> that, says that's it. how you're supposed to say it, I think. That's how everybody I know from Antigua says it. But so how you get from, from Miami to New York? Come on. Now you go from fun in the sun to, well, fun in the cold. I mean. It was a, a almost full ride scholarship <laughs> that got me out here. Um, nice. I came out here to go to college to Iona College where I have met some amazing lifelong friends. Uh, so I've been blessed. I have friends from the time I've been in pre-K <laughs> till the time I've been in college. So I've, I've been really blessed. And I even have adult friends that I've bonded with. So I have friends that span over my 40 years. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. I'm with you because friendship is, is very important. I, what I call my old friends, we say, you know what, man, I've been down with you since diapers. Yes. <laughs> Down since diapers, man. You right, know what? Speaking yeah. of friends and speaking of being down with people, Beth says she needs you. Come on, Beth. <laughs> and and I just wanted to say the main focus that I've been um doing, especially since 2020, because a lot of people had to be forced to make the shift. So stuff that web developers, designers have been saying for years, hey, get online, get online, get online. People are like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I got word of mouth. And as soon as COVID hit, everybody had to shut down. So the brick and mortars couldn't rely on the neighborhood supporting them just by showing up anymore. They had to figure out a way to make people um, a, get an easier way to support. And it's not just through a donation button, but actually buy something from you because you had revenue that's um, in your warehouse. You have things sitting in your house. If you're um, a solopreneur, you needed to get rid of your inventory. So what better way than to allow people to purchase directly from you, even if you have to have a payment gateway, of course, you're going to pay those fees, but the bulk of the revenue is coming to you and do that through your website. You can have an easier gateway where people are building and learning from you. So they don't have to be able to see you necessarily in person, but they're learning through your website who you are. You have a photo, I hope. <laughs> You're um, giving a little splur about yourself. Yeah, because there's people, they want to hide behind a logo, but you're not Amazon. Even, even Bezos had to come from behind that logo to talk to people. So you have to really understand what it is that your business is supposed to be doing for you. Your website is that beacon that if anybody, because we all do it, no matter which company it is, we are always looking up, who is this person? What is this company doing? Especially when everyone wants to get woke and they want to say, oh, wait a minute, who are they connected to? Then how can you trace anybody if there's no website? If you, if Because our traces normally and easily start online. And if you can't trace, if people can't trace you, then how can they really start to trust you? Because we all see people um, fronting on Instagram, placating on, on Facebook. And then when you really get down to getting to know them, they're nothing like the personas they've been putting out on these social media platforms. So you want to have different avenues to really get to know people. All right. All right. So you guys, you're on the Corporate Quitters podcast, episode number 22. My guest today is Charlene Vanessa, the right stuff brown. <laughs> I like that though. I like that. I like that. Right. It was the first thing I thought about. You know, I'm old school, but um, she's a brand strategist. We, we're talking about websites because everyone needs a website. Now, Charlene has been using uh, WordPress almost since WordPress came out, but 
not everyone knows what WordPress is. The regular average person, they don't yeah. get it and understand the power of WordPress. So let's let's start at the basics. Tell everyone what WordPress is and why they should be interested in it. Oh, I love that question because WordPress is an amazing platform where you can have so much freedom. And it's literally what can you imagine? WordPress allows you to have that um, that that leeway that you can actually start to think about it, build it out, get a developer, get people who can um, help you out because you don't have to know the code. Get other people to come in and do it for you. Lay out the, the groundwork of the functionality because that's where the coding really comes in. That's why people get nervous when they hear about it. So WordPress doesn't have a lot of um, host bar, but let me also just put this out there. Uh, since they did the, um, come out, they've also created a WordPress.com. So normally people like me, when I talk about WordPress, I'm talking about WordPress.org, the originator, the grandpappy. All right, so tell everybody <laughs> what the difference is, because there's a huge difference between the two. Yes. So the difference is WordPress.com is just like Squarespace, where they allow you to get online quickly, but they handle all of the back end. So they limit what you can do on their servers, what you can do on their platform, because they have to protect it for all the others who said they don't want to be bothered with updating the back end, meaning the plugins, the themes. They don't want to do all of that. They just want to jump on, put their photos in, <laughs> get a, pick a theme and be done. And what also comes with that is um, you have different payment plans that you will be paying. So either monthly or annual, whichever that may look like for you, that's what you would be paying um, to WordPress.com. Now, WordPress.org is completely free, the, the downloading of the platform. However, you still need to invest in the hosting in the um, domain name, making sure you have all of that set up. And then you just download the, uh, the entire platform and then build out as you choose. So now you can start um, managing how much money you put into that platform based on what it is that you need. So it's a good thing to first plan out what you need to do and then pick your platform. You don't wanna say, oh, let me jump on WordPress and then it, because it's so, such a vast land, you don't know what, what to do yet. So plan out first what you need to do, because maybe if you're starting out, maybe WordPress.com would be a great place for you to be. If they have a free option, but also know that there's going to be some ads that come in on that. So that it's a, a trade-off. Yeah. yeah, that planning out is why you need a brand strategist who mm -hmm. happens to be a website developer. So you need a website architect. Pretty much. <laughs> and you said you've been doing this for how long? 20, how many years? 21 plus years. Going on 22 next year. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right, so, so tell me this. When did you know that you wanted to learn how to code? You've been doing it for a while. So what was that first moment where you said, you know what, this is what I want to do? I will say because um, my mentor, I, she got me started when I was doing... Um, music reviews because I would go to the bootlegger down the street from my job <laughs> and I would listen to the albums that came out and and this was during my lunchtime I would type up an email send it to my friends all of this from my nine to five <laughs> um, because I was doing the work so fast I just got bored so I just needed to do something else so um, I would send out emails and then she, my mentor said you need to do this on a website and I was like no no I don't want to do website 
And she got me into just slowly jumping on. We did it through um, uh, Adobe Dreamweaver. Dreamweaver. And then, yes. So we started off on Dreamweaver. So, you know, I was just thrown out into the ocean. <laughs> and um, we moved over into Drupal and started building out the site that way. And then I saw things that I didn't like. I saw things that I was like, oh man, why can't we just do this? And what about this? And so all my imagination was just running at that point. Um, and especially because I wanted to host videos, I wanted to do audio, I wanted to do all these things because if I'm doing a, a music review site, I wanted it to be fully encompassing of what it is that we're doing. And what are we talking about? Like, let's look at these videos and let's do clips and snippets. And then I had to figure out, okay, wait a minute. If I'm doing these reviews, I don't want them to think that I'm taking their, their, their art, their content. So what's the laws behind that? So I had to go figure that out. And then I had to figure out, okay, so how do we display this on, on the site? And so all of that really got my mind sparking on, okay, well then how does the code work? Let me go into the background. Okay, I see this, but then what about this? Like, how does flash work? How does this all work? So that's what really sparked my desire to learn more. And then once I started seeing others uh, and getting into the space of small business owners, they didn't need as much flashy stuff as my mom was coming up with. But I knew like even if it was basic, they still needed a game plan. There's st they still needed something to get them started. At least they can um, showcase in a nice way and be um, memorable, because that's another thing about being online. You want to be memorable. You don't want to have just a regular basic layout, but you want it to be special enough to you and your brand that you stand out. You know, here's what's interesting now. It sounds like you've always been a website architect because I don't think people truly understand the intricacy of what it is that you just said, because nowadays everything is on the Internet. You have MP3 downloads and half the time we don't download stuff anymore. We just have a subscription service but yeah. way back in the day. What you were talking about is now in New York, she said she went down to the bootlegger. So New York was the home of music back in the day, especially hip hop music. And you always got your music. Well, <clears throat> A lot of people got their music secondhand. Say it from the right. Say it right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it from the bootlegger. I mean, because either you did, either it was too expensive in the stores, or you didn't have access to go to the store. Because anyway, so you would go down to your local bootlegger, and they would have the new CD that was about to come out before it even came out. Fast. So you'd either get the tape or the CD. If you got the CD, you rip it in the MP3 format, and then give it to your friend, who would then rip it in MP3 format. Exactly. But, then you had to find a place to host your actual MP3 files. And then when you said you looked up the laws, well, you didn't want to violate anybody's copyright laws. So there was a lot of stuff going on more than just I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write a program. Mm -hmm. So it seems like you've always been a website architect planning out a website from beginning to end and how you can actually make it achieve whatever that end goal is. Because I think yeah, I think it's just in in me to always ask questions. Um, sometimes yeah. people think because I'm not trusting the person or the trusting the idea, but that's not the case. You have to um, try to think as much as possible ahead of what it is you're doing, because then what if you get so passionate about uh, one direction, but then you never thought about the other five directions that you might have gone past 
and not have had as much um, struggle in the one that you did decide because you just didn't do the research. And that's pretty much what a lot of people keep saying now is do the research, do the research. Yes. And it also pertains to how do you run your business? How do you get noticed online? Do the research because we all hear um, gurus and experts tell us things to do, but then how many of us really listen to the different ideas and say, hmm, maybe this will be for me. I, I like this. I don't think this will be for me. I can try it, but I think this is more my route. You know, it's, and, and a lot of it is because we don't always do the research. Yeah. So, look, let me tell you, there's some people who want to know about you, Colleen. But, but, but <laughs> let, me, let me just say this. Uh oh, <laughs> Beth caught on to what it was we were talking about, right? Beth says secondhand music. I like, yes. <laughs> I like that. But Teresa wants to know what language do you code in? Okay, so HTML was the main thing. I'm in the throes of Python, and that, but Python is mainly for the actual platform of what it is, how deep you need to um, make that just you. So I get into the Python to learn more about it. But HTML, PHP, um, of course, CSS, those type of things I do know. Um, and uh, JavaScript, I understand JavaScript, things like that. So, Yeah, see, those are all the languages that power the web. So that's what you need to know. But Beth says that she still has some of her bootleg copies buried somewhere on the CASA. So somewhere at home, Beth has a... <laughs> right? That's right. why I'm not trying to get rid of my CD player, no ma'am. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. What about the cassette tapes? No, I got rid of that one. Stop that. Oh, I got some. <laughs> I got some. Now, Teresa says, <laughs> Teresa says she pirated music, so she guess she was the bootleg maker. <laughs> because oh, that, you know, people pushing out um, content all the time, but then I was like, well, hold on. I don't even like half of the music on this thing. And at that at that time, they weren't even giving you refunds. I think they give you refunds now. They weren't giving you refunds back then. So that's like, that's at least $20 down the drain. <laughs> right, right, right. All right. Now, our, our, our buddy Peter has a question. And you ready for it, Charlene? It's a big uh, question. Oh, okay. He says, we recently talked to Shanae about Kajabi and its landing page. Is that something to be combined with a WordPress page or is Kajabi just fine for a simple page that is responsive, but rather static? Hmm. Well, Kajabi is its own platform. And I always say, what is it that you're using these items for? Because Kajabi is great when you're doing a lot of those um, courses. But if you're not really running courses, I don't always go to those type of platforms because I feel like you're paying for such a big bang and you're paying for so much, but you're not even utilizing it that much. And it's, it's almost like you're buying a, 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 a MacBook and you're only using it to operate pages, right? So all that power, all that that you just invested in, you're not even using it. You're not tapping into half of what the MacBook can do. So it's the same thing. If you're jumping into a platform, are you tapping into at least half or more of what that platform can really do? And if you're only using it for one thing, then you really have to establish why are you on this platform? So that, that's that's my, my conversation on that. Because you can probably integrate the Kajabi course into a WordPress, but then WordPress, and I think that's another thing that people don't realize, WordPress was made for bloggers. 
So the, 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 the underbelly of WordPress is great when it comes to SEO, getting your um, content um, established on Google and getting it categorized and all of that. WordPress helps you do that quicker and better than most platforms because it was meant for bloggers. And the reason why I always push WordPress is because I want my clients to think long term. And SEO was a long term thing because it allows you to be found years later, just like how Pinterest is doing it, but a little faster. Google goes through everybody's website and starts to categorize them because they find solutions for their clients, right? So you need to understand you should be the solution for your people. So whatever it is that you're doing online, you want to make sure that every single thing you create is a solution to someone's question. So when they're looking for you, they can find you and Google puts you at a higher priority. And part of that becomes your blogging. You're giving people answers because that's where a lot of the shift came in um, recently for, from Google. Google said they're prioritizing websites that supply solutions. So if you're not creating blogs, if you're not creating pages, if you're not creating um, products or services that are actually answering people's problems, then Google's going to start saying, well, mm, I don't think this content is really what we, what we thought it was. So we're going to categorize it, but we're not going to put it up as high. So you want well, to make take sure. A step back, though. Yes. Let's take a step back and tell everybody what is SEO and why do you, you you've kind of given the benefits of why you should be concerned with it, but tell people exactly what does that mean and what is it and why is it so important? Yes, perfect. Because SEO is you literally optimizing, strengthening your content, your images, the words that you're using on your website, your videos, all of those things that you're creating. You're well, actually why am I doing that though. Why do I care? You're, you're doing it because when Google starts to look at you, and they will, they, they look at everything online. But when Google goes and sends out their little robots, to say, hmm, go check this out. We saw something popped up. Then they're gonna say, oh yes, this is these words are here. I see these keywords, go put this in our database, see if this matches anything that we already have, and then find out where we should put it. And then they do all of this based on how many people are coming to you, how many visitors are you getting, how, how long are they staying on your site? When people are telling you this, telling you this it's because it matters to Google. Because the longer people stay on your site, the more they visit you, the more important your website seems to be. So Google starts to say, okay, this looks like it's valuable to people. So we want to make it easier for them to find it. And then especially if you have done the work to see, okay, what keywords or keyword phrases, because usually phrases help you stand out easier and more, um, it allows you to stay longevity. If you can use those and pull those onto your different pages, your different um, parts of your website, it allows Google to easily categorize you because it they Google is like a um, an OCD person. Google likes order. <laughs> Google, you, Yahoo, Bing, all of them still exist. They all want order. And why do they want order? Because they want it to be easy enough that their people can find the information without being frustrated. Because if we all go to Google and we can't find what we need, we leave. And they don't want that, right? So they've been building that whole um, reputation of saying, oh, as soon as you typed it in, we found what the main things are that everyone else is in the world is looking for. 
just look here. Are these the sentences you're, the phrases you're looking for? Click here. Here are the top results that we found. So that's, that's where they come in. They're the librarians of the internet, if you want to think about that. So my, my business owners, here's why this is important to you. When somebody is searching in Google for something that you do, you want to be on that very first page at best the second page yeah. they say once you get to the third page people start to lose interest and they drop off yep. especially though if somebody is looking for you as a person so you want them to be finding you when they when they look up stuff related to whatever business you're in but if they look for you like google yourself i google myself all the time no i'm kidding i don't yeah. google myself all the time but occasionally i do but so so with your business like we're calling Char charlene a website architect so we should be able to put in Google her name and website architect and she should probably pop up. When you look at me, I spent my career as an auditor. If you type in that audit guy in Google, it's going to be me on the entire first page. Better yet, if you type in Robert Berry auditor, it's going to be me on the entire first page. This is the power of WordPress to get you found by yeah. Google so that you can bring in business for your business. This is why I love WordPress. Now, Charlene knows this, but I'm, I'm going to divulge a secret. Charlene, you know, I built my own website in WordPress. Yeah. So I built the website. I built the learning. I got a learning management system on the back end that I use where I have courses. I have a store where I sell merchandise. So this is the power of WordPress. It doesn't limit you to your imagination. Whatever your imagination is, you can probably make it happen in WordPress. And then I don't want people to think that you start SEO today and by next week you're up. No, SEO takes a little while, but you need to understand which keywords will benefit you to take um, into consideration so you can use them to, to climb faster. You don't want to take, like if you, um, one of um, a best friend, she's awesome, uh, Tia Jones. She's really cool at SEO. She is the maven. And I learned so much from her over the last couple of months, right? And she made such an amazing, um, she made such amazing connection that if you sell shoes, you don't want to try to um, rank at the top page for shoes because so many other companies have been doing it for over ten years or more. So they're you're not moving them out of that spot. So what you want to do is dig deeper and see what is it that you can really rank for within the shoe industry and community. Right. Maybe shoes for elders, shoes um, for orthopedics or whatever whatever that may sound like for you, whatever it is that you're doing, shouse dancing shoes or anything like that. If you have a specific niche of things that you do, maybe you, you teach about shoes, footwear, something like that. You wanna now go deeper um, Shanae always talks about Uber suggestions or Uber suggests. You want to use things like that, tools like that to help you dig a little deeper to find better terms that you can use and then build yourself up. So let's talk to our business owners again. The biggest reason that you want to learn about search engine optimization, how WordPress can help you in the power of Google is is free advertising. You don't pay any money for that as long as, well, I say free, you put in some effort and energy to make sure that your website is designed in a manner where Google will pick you up. But after that, it's free advertising for you. And who doesn't love free advertising? Now, yeah. Teresa says that she hasn't touched her website in a hot minute. 
haven't even uh, Teresa, why are you slacking? That's what I want to know. <laughs> why and why Peter are you good Peter had a good question too um about the back end. Um WordPress will allow you to see your statistics. Um, because Kajabi just does all the back end work for you. So they'll pull in your stats for you. WordPress, you can see your stats. You just connect yourself to Google Analytics and yep. you can see your stats in the back end of um, WordPress. Now tell people some of the things that they can see. You can see the country people came from, the city, the state, whatever. Oh yes. Um, and uh, Google just created an amazing plugin for WordPress, which I use on all of my client site and it's called uh, Sites, yes. And what that is, it, it, it makes it easier to connect to Google Analytics and then you're, you're connecting to Google, um, the console and the analytics and you get to see all of it. So you see from the pages, what they're clicking on, when did they leave? Like you, you see the time frame that people are really spending on your site and I love, I love that thing. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'll tell you, business owners, one of the benefits of Google Analytics is you can see exactly what people are searching for on your website. Here's how that helps you out. Because so, I'll tell you, I do this myself. You start to see what they're interested in when it comes to you. And so me, I'm a trainer and I develop courses. If I see that someone is, if I see that people are hitting a specific article on my website, I may actually start to talk about it more on my live shows. I may even develop a course around that subject because now I know if people are searching for this, then they'll probably buy it. So Google Analytics gives you insight as to why people are searching for you and what they might want to buy from you. So if you're a business owner, you got to use it. I mean, you just have to. Um, Teresa's laughing. You're still a slacker, though. And Beth, the it's not a it's not a website. It's an app for for WordPress, and it's called um, Site Kit by Google. Yeah. Well, and even if you're on on WordPress, you need to know how to use Google Analytics, which is yes. what Google uses to tell you who's visiting your site, where they're coming from, how long they're staying on your site, what pages they're visiting. Because as a business owner, you want to know. Let's just say you sell glasses versus coffee mugs. You want to know which glass is selling better. You want to know if coffee mugs are selling better than glasses. You can even see when people put stuff into their shopping cart and what they're putting into the shopping cart. So now you get a better sense of who's doing what on your site and what your people want from you. Right. Correct. And you, and you just got to understand what is the ultimate goal so you can pick the right platform because websites are not a done uh, a said and done kind of thing. You still have to evolve with the website. So as your business evolves, you evolve, your brand evolves, your website should be growing and changing and uh, allowing those um, new technologies to come in and, and allow you to perform better on your site. Um, so yeah, I see Peter with, with uh, Shanae. I know she does a lot um, to help people with courses. So I think that's where the Kajabi's coming in. So it's not um, about not just doing Kajabi, but understanding when you when you're using Kajabi, use it to the fullest. That's my that's always going to be my suggestion. No matter what platform you're on, use it to its fullest. If you're on WordPress, don't don't 
turn your nose up at blogging, right? Because blogging can be simple. You can get someone else to do the blogging for you. You can just tell them, this is my concept. These are my words that I would like to use, or these are my images or something like that. And then get someone who's an actual writer who, who loves writing blogs. Maybe that's not your thing. Or you can do a video. You can do an audio, you can do a podcast and have that transcribed and create your blog from that. Like there's so many different ways and opportunities to have a blog that, that I don't think why ignore that. Yeah, I think what happens with a lot of people, though, um, I actually like Kajabi because it's easy. But what's easy isn't always necessary your your long term thing. WordPress takes a lot of investment if you have a lot of different things. If you have an e-commerce store, if you have courses. But I chose the WordPress route because I like having that control over it. And, and he says he's still torn between yes, the two. That's Let's go back to Beth. Beth, <laughs> Beth said, well, here's the deal. You know what? Let, let, let's address this for one minute. Like I said, Kajabi is actually great if you want to get up and running quickly. Uh, yeah. Everything that you have is on their platform, though, and you don't have as much control. But I actually like the platform. WordPress, on the other hand, takes a little bit more investment of time up front. Uh, but it's all yours. You you can change anything at any given moment in time. It's a little bit harder, but you can have landing pages. You can have funnels. I have all of that on my website. I have some landing pages. I have some funnels. I have shopping carts. I use coupons. I have merchandise that I sell, courses that I sell, books that I sell, and I built it all uh, on WordPress without any coding. That's the funny part. So it's just, it's decent because I took the time to learn it all. Now, most people aren't like that. Most people need a Charlene Brown to actually help them out and be their website architect. Majority of the people need somebody like you to help them out. But Beth asked, what's the difference between WP and Easy WP? Now, I have no I know, idea what those are. I know Easy WP is a hosting. Um, is that what you're talking about, Beth? Because um, then there are two different things. WordPress is the actual platform. And Easy WP is a hosting company that still runs WordPress, but it's more of a managed WordPress, which means that the hosting company will take care of a lot of the um, the updates, um, pushing out a lot of things that WordPress comes out with for you. And they kind of monitor what you can use on the platform, what you can use on their, their um, hosting site. Now, Things that I don't like about a managed WordPress is because that's to me, that's too much monitoring for me <laughs> because they tell me what kind of cash um, to use, which is a way for people to set up and save versions of my website on their browsers and things like that. They're going to tell me they're going to set it up for me. I don't like that. Um, they're going to limit what I can use in terms of plugins because now it's going to um, interfere with whatever they set up in the background. I don't have access to know what they set up in the background. So I don't like stuff like that. And one thing that I noticed with the managed WordPress um, site, which was uh, GoDaddy, <sighs> They pushed out um, an update <laughs> to a client site that was messing around with some code that um, through a theme that the client um, wanted, the theme wasn't updated yet. The code on um, the new uh, WordPress platform helped to break the code. And then we couldn't go back. We couldn't say, okay, well, let's just go back to the older version of WordPress and wait until um, we can 
um, get in touch with the, the theme creators and stuff like that. Uh, the managed system was like, uh, no, we don't go backwards. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you just broke the site. Like what's going on? So it's like, it's for me, it's too much dictating for me. Um, and if I can't control when I push out something new, cause we all know you don't always jump on the first iteration of something. Cause as, as iPhone users can uh, tell you, I was about to say, any, unless it's an iPhone. <laughs> no. Cause if, if any technology person can tell you, you want to see the beta people go through it first, yep. see what they did. And when the beta people come out, let's see what the first wave of folks get through. Because even though it made it through beta, it's still going to have issues, right? Yep. So you want to see what is it going to look like in the real world. The last thing you want is for it to break your site if you have heavy code or if you have um, an older theme that maybe it's no longer under development or anything like that. Because what's that, what that will start to do is force you now to completely change the game of how you do layouts. That's why I don't always do certain things or things at all because i don't want my website to be dependent on the fact that someone else is not updating i want to work with people who are updating on a constant basis not every day but at least um they're keeping up with what is going on with the platform wordpress itself all right so you guys are on the corporate quitters podcast episode number 22 we are here with charlene brown and we are talking website so let's break this down for beth right because Beth asked a really good question. Aline gave a really good answer. But let's break this down. WordPress is an application. WordPress is a program. Yeah. You can do a lot of powerful stuff with WordPress. However, in order to do that powerful stuff, you need what's called a website host, a provider. Now, mm -hmm. there are a lot of different providers, but like this EasyWP and some of these other ones, GoDaddy, they say we have quick installs for you to do WordPress. What happens is they limit the things that you can do. So even with WordPress being all powerful, some of these web hosts will limit some of the things that you can do. Now, Charlene doesn't like that. And I'm with her. You, what you want is a host that will allow you to explore all that WordPress has to offer because now the only limit to what you can do on your website is left up to your imagination. So that's kind of the difference between EasyWP and, and some of these other things. Just because you have WordPress, you still have to find a host. You got to find a host that's suitable for you, one that's good. Uh, and I'm with you, Charlene. Um, GoDaddy is, is, well, it doesn't go for me. Now, yeah. Teresa is funny. She got it. Janet Jackson control is stuck in my head. Yeah, you're right. Charlene <laughs> was sounding like a little bit of a control freak with that, but she is right. She is 100% right. You don't want somebody, you don't want a host company that's going to limit what you can do. Now, Peter has another question and he says, what payment gateway do you use and was it easy to set up? Charlene. Okay, well, payment gateways, you can do them in different ways. Like if you're using uh, PayPal, most of them will have a code that you can just embed in your website. That's one of the easier ways to use it is through the, that code, just plop it in and be done. My issue with that is if I have an aesthetic, if I have a look on my site, that code that they just gave me looks ugly. It don't match. <laughs> it's it the big yellow match. button. Ugh. And I'm like, it's the what? big it's yellow happening? buy now button. Yes. So I will go into um, PayPal's after I create a button. I'll have my clients go into the one that says email code and then take that code because it's literally a link. Take that code 
And I can now go into my my theme. I can go into my layout because I, I use Elementor a lot. So I'll use that. And then I'll Who just doesn't? embed the code in that button because the button looks like wait, the way all my other buttons look. And they just literally click and they go to the PayPal button, which is the, the checkout, like a little checkout window that's PayPal. They can still do all of that. But I just don't like their embed buttons. But the easiest way is through embedding. Uh, I also use WooCommerce where you can um, literally connect because they updated their payment um, platform options where they have a one button. You go in, you can connect your Square, you can connect your um, PayPal, your Stripe, and everything will just go according to what you want people to use in payments. And I love Stripe as well. And I just started using Stripe's option to create um, the little subscriptions in there and you have a link. So now I can go in and use that link from Stripe and go through. And then now most of my subscriptions will go through Stripe. So I, I love that. I love those options. And there's other new payment platforms coming out. You just have to make sure that if you're, especially if you're going international, you want to make sure that your international customers can buy from you because not all of them will be able to use PayPal. So you want to make sure that you're using something that other countries can get involved with as well. All right. Now, let me tell you. I use Stripe. I set it up in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now, you just asked what payment gateway and was it easy to set up? Stripe, 10 minutes, you're done. You can yeah. accept payments, credit card, MasterCard, Visa, American Express from almost any country. Now, Yvonne yeah. is here. Hey, Yvonne, what's happening? Hey, we haven't talked in a while, man. We got to get on the Zoom soon. Yvonne says she's enjoying this conversation. And then Beth uh, says yes. she needs to play this podcast while she's playing around in WordPress. Don't you do that because you're going to break something and then you're going to be calling me and calling me. But you said to do this. I didn't but, say. Uh, I said talk to us about strategy. <laughs> and then we can walk you through. What are you doing? What, what do you <laughs> need, though? Um, but okay, I also so saw... What I, also saw a, I also saw a comment about... Um, was it Beth again about the simple landing page? Now, landing pages can look like anything. Like people just don't realize. I think what takes what turns them is the the the, the terminology, right? We yep. hear landing page and we're like, oh, it's just that one pager and it goes this, this. That's like the basic of all landing pages. And most people don't realize when you put up a landing page, you're you're expecting a quick turnaround. So a lot of people go and they'll say, oh, um, my my drop off rate is high. Like people people are bouncing. My bounce rate is high. People are bouncing and, and it's only like ninety percent. It's high. It's, it's super high. It's expected from a simple basic landing page, especially if you do it right, because you send people to your landing page and you tell them to buy this, and they did exactly that. All so right. either they bought it or they did it and they leave. So <laughs> There's nothing let's else. Let's tell there. people what is the purpose of a landing page? Because people may not even know that. Because people toss out terms all the time and they don't even know what the terms really mean. What's right. the purpose of a landing page? The ultimate basic purpose of a landing page is to get people to buy whatever it is that you want them to buy. Either yep. they're opting into your email list, they're downloading something, or they're purchasing something. The landing page is very simple. And it's in its simplest form. Let me say that it's very to the point. You can have a video on there now and tell everybody what they what you want them to do. Tell them about you. Tell them about the product, the services, whatever that may be. And then the button is there. 
you don't have a whole bunch of different things on that page because you need them to do one thing. So that's really why people push a lot of landing pages because they want you to get something up and out. That's it. Yeah. So on your website, that means that you can have several landing pages. I think some people Correct. think it's a one and done. You could have a landing page for every product that's in your store. But what Correct. a lot of people do is they have a, a store, but then they'll have like a few landing pages for specific products that they want to focus on. Yes. And 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 you also hear that because um, I'll say it too: treat all of your pages like landing pages. And why? And what do? What am I saying? I'm not saying turn them all into basic, simple pages. Please don't. What I'm saying is to be very clear and to the point, and tell people what you want them to do on every single page that you have. Yeah. Give them something to do, because a lot of times we'll send people to our homepage, and we didn't even give them an opportunity to buy from us. We didn't give them an opportunity to opt in. We didn't have a pop-up, we had nothing. So they just literally came to a page, saw some photos, maybe they read something and then they left. And we're wondering why nobody's engaging with our website because you're not telling them anything. You're not telling them what to do. And I love what you said that you can have multiple landing pages on your website, yes. So when people are purchasing other tools just to create a landing page, sometimes you're doing yourself a disservice because now you're splitting your funds into so many different pots that you really didn't need to do if you only just sat down and planned out how can your website benefit you the most because you want to make sure you purchase a domain and i hope you guys are starting to invest in your domain and especially a domain that you love so you can have it and own it for at least 10 years that's my thing i just did it myself i had i helped another client purchase your domain and hold it for 10 years what does that do? And I'll get back to my other point. What does this do? It allows Google and other sites and other people to see that you've invested in this business. You're not going anywhere. You're not a one and done site. You're not a scammer because a lot of scammers tend to buy sites and domains quickly just so they can pull something off and then go. So you want to make sure that if this is a business that you are really invested in and you're pushing towards, you want to start investing in the domain. So if you if you have it for a year, start upping it to five years, up it to um, another six years, and then definitely lock it in for 10. 10 right now, 10 is the, the limit that you can lock it in. Just like your SSL certificate, you can buy it up to five years, but you would just have to reinstate it every every year. But you can purchase and lock in your SSL for five years. Okay, so wait. This, now, this is interesting. So, okay, let's just back up for some of the people who don't know. Your domain is your www.whatever on the internet. And yes. you can buy it in specific increments, one year, five year, 10 year. But you're saying that if you buy your domain name for a 10 year period of time, that Google actually views that as favorable, more favorable than if you buy it for one year at a time? Yes, because it's 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 showing them that you're invested in this in this um, platform. Well, yeah, that I didn't wait. OK, so let me let me let me ask another question with that then. So what if you've actually owned your domain for 10 years, but you continuously renew it every year? Does that have the same weighting or is it still? It does. Just it, does it, it does have the same effect. But my thing is why if you now know this is what you want, this is you. Why yeah. take chances? Just lock it in. 
because also think life oh, happens, yeah. things happen, right? So the way that we just saw with um, the pandemic shutdown, people were scrambling at one point. And then especially if you didn't know, if you didn't have any money coming in, if your business wasn't doing well, now, you're, now your domain is up for grabs, right? Yeah. <laughs> so why allow yeah. that? Why not just lock yourself in? If anything can happen, let's say you do have a slow time, a slow period in business, or you have to make a shift and financially you are, you may not um, be you may be low on cash. Why yeah. put that investment or worry about that investment later? Just lock it in. Now you're now you have one less thing that you have to worry about. You're especially when you're starting to trademark and you're starting to really push into this um, business, this brand. Start investing in the brand. Start locking stuff in for yourself so you're not worried about anything. You just you just blew my mind with that. Cause I, I didn't I didn't even think about the 10 year purchase it over a 10 year period. Google will actually look more favorably on it. And some other people are actually agreeing because Peter said that's a very good point. Yvonne said Charlene knows her stuff, but guess what? Keisha is here and Keisha said. Yes, landing page is to buy. Very good point. So, you know what? I think we have brought so much value to everyone today here on the Corporate Quitters Podcast. You know what? I got a question I want to ask you. Yes. All right. So, look, when are computer programmers just going to take over the world? I, I thought they already did. <laughs> I think you might be right. You, you might be right. I remember when I was in school, it was like, oh, computer programmers, they just do this computer stuff. And it really wasn't cool. But now the multimillionaires are computer programmers and we all are working for them. I think I read something recently that said uh, something like I forgot the exact number. Now it was something like 30 percent of all Americans work for Amazon. It was a high number. I don't remember the exact number. And and people and people are not realizing. Think about all the things that Amazon is doing on their site. That didn't happen overnight. That right. did not happen overnight. Amazon built that site and the investment, the type of things that they're pulling into that site. They have invested. They have put more money in. Even if they have um, temporary contracting coders, they have um, permanent coders. They have people who are there ready. So if something goes glitchy on that site, they they have their team jumping on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, here's the interesting thing about Amazon, though. If you really think about it, I've watched interviews of Bezos from in the past, and he said he never wanted to be a company that sells books. His whole goal was to term was to determine how to deliver things to people faster and better. Mm-hmm. So his strategy, talking about website strategists, right? His strategy from the beginning was to actually improve how goods and services were delivered to the world. And he said he started with books because it was the easiest thing. Mm-hmm. So let me let me let me ask, what are you working on that's gonna be the next Amazon Miss Website Strategist? Oh child, nothing. I am not trying to be the next Amazon. <laughs> And it's not because I don't see myself being able to um, to accomplish that, but that's just not my wheelhouse. That's not my goal. That's not my dream. Um, there's plenty of other people who can do that for me. That's fine. Um, but I, I'm going to go with my passion. I rather I rather make sure that I'm helping others not feel like they must do just random 
or basic. I want people to be online with a purpose and be clear about it. Whatever you're doing, you shouldn't do it in, in the shadow or of confusion. I don't want you, I don't want people to keep doing their businesses like that. I don't want people to wait till another pandemic and now, oh, wait, let me let me start building out my strategy. No, build it out now. Build out your strategy now. That way, all you have to do during uh, another shutdown, if we have one, I hope not. <laughs> but if any other catastrophe happens, we already see life happens. If anything else happens, you already have to just tweak. You have a game plan ready. You can pull other people in to help you accomplish that. So maybe if you can't do it, someone else can come and help you. And you just hand over and say, look, this is what my strategy is. Can you help me? It's easier to get people on board to help you if you know what you need yourself, if you can be clear, because I've had plenty of people come to me and they were not clear. And that's why I couldn't help them, because if I don't know what you're doing, I don't I don't I don't want to be in the shuffle of trying to figure out, oh, wait, I think this is what they were talking about. I think that. Nope. I need you to be clear first so I can be clear in my direction, because that's the only way I can really help you. All right. So helping people with their website strategy. Let's talk about that because you have a course that's going to be coming out. What's, what's the name of that course and, and what are we doing with it? Yeah. So right now I'm playing around with the name. So, but I love, and I've been getting great feedback on this. So you tell me too, and, and the audience, my course name right now is, <laughs> I keep saying right now, is a launch ready strategy course. And I want it to be more of a workshop uh, I'll be on there four times a week, walking and guiding people through their, their strategies. We're going to hit it from four different points. Um, a one, of course, is going to be the purpose. What is the foundational purpose of why you are doing this website and what's your business all about? Get your goals together. And then we're going to move into what platform can help you establish this and get this done. And then we're going to work into what's the content? How, what do you need to get ready so you can actually launch and people are clear about what they need to do when they get to you? And then we're going to have week four, which is launch week, where we go together and we help each other. We support each other. You share whatever it is that you did from a landing page to maybe it's a sales page that you wanted to put together. We're going to go through those, give you feedback and, of course, help you share. So if anybody in the community can share on their own platforms, share on their Facebook, anything like that. That's what we will do. We are here to help support, get the word out about your um, service, your product. And of course, there's a bonus week that I will talk about when they make it to week five. <laughs> Ooh, bonus week. All right. Yes. So, so if I'm a business owner right now who's struggling to make my website work for me instead of me working for it, and yes. I'm interested in Charlene Brown's course, how can I find out more information? Well, right now you can find out by hitting me up on LinkedIn where I can actually send out the, more information about you. I'm getting my landing page myself, getting it together so I can then direct you to the landing page. But I wanna make sure that I myself am clear about what I need you to know and do so I can have the landing page really, really simple. <laughs> And no questions. I want most of the questions to be answered on the landing page. But you can definitely hit me up on LinkedIn, and I'll, I'm more than happy to tell more information about that. Oh, all right. So a few minutes ago, you asked the audience what they thought. Yvonne says, just call it Launch Ready, short and peppy. Mm. I actually I like Launch that. Ready 
Because, you know, you think about this now, I'm going to toss something out there. You got your primary title and then you have your secondary title, right? That's how most books and courses work. So it's Launch Ready, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Launching a Website That Works. There you go. Or something Mm -hmm. like that. But I like the Launch Ready. I like launch ready too. I've I felt like it might be too easy. Maybe it was already trademarked, but I'll I'll definitely um research it because that's where I'm trying to avoid is um yeah. is trademarked uh issues. <laughs> Look, we can check the, the, the trademark website right after this because yes. launch you know ready is true. a winner. Look, even Teresa yes, I'm said loving that. I'm loving love that. It. Yes. Yes. Okay, Teresa, I'll be looking out for that invite. Look at that. <laughs> Teresa says she's sending a connection invite today. Wait, Teresa, where's my connection? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But yes, I do want to get the waiting list um, um, open by October 1st so people can um, start joining the waiting list. All right. So you guys, you have been listening to the Corporate Quitters podcast episode number, I think, 22. I, I just lost my whole train of thought here. Fooling That's around so, with much. That's so much. <laughs> We've been here with Charlene Vanessa Brown, straight from Brooklyn, Brooklyn. And uh, we've been talking about websites, what you need to do to launch yeah. your website. Hey, Charlene, before we go, let me say one last thing. You remember you remember this? New York, New York, big city of dreams. Everything yeah. in New York ain't always what it seems. You remember you that? Have, yeah, you now you're gonna have to be I don't have to pull out the, the whole soundtrack of New York. <laughs> <laughs> oh my now, goodness. <laughs> now Yvonne says she hopes that you all are connected, but here's what I want to do. I want to leave you with the last word for everyone. What's what's the last word you want to leave our people with? The last word is to please, whatever it is you do, just have a strategy. Think it through, write it down, plan it out. And then, of course, ask around. But never, ever jump into anything that you're doing without a plan. And on that note, see you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Corporate Quitters Podcast. If you like this episode, go to your favorite podcasting platform and give us a five-star rating. I think we deserve it, don't you? If you want to know more, go to thecorporatequitters.com. Again, that is thecorporatequitters.com. You'll find articles. You'll find apparel. That's right, we've got merch. You'll find ways to contact us and to keep in touch with us www.thecorporatequitters.com. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time.